1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: Welcome to the Cosmo Happy Hour. It's
1: everything you would talk about with your best friends, from sex to celebrity to entertainment.
2: From the editors of Cosmopolitan.com,
1: this is the Cosmo Happy Hour with
0: Alisa Benson.
2: A recent study showed that one out of every three women watch porn at least once a week. That is a whole lot of porn that no one is really talking about. So that's what we are doing here today. Do you watch porn? Do you watch it alone? Do you watch it with your partner? How do you bring it up with your partner? This is another episode of Cosmopolitan.com's Happy Hour podcast. I'm your host, Elisa Benson. And joining me today is Cosmopolitan.com's Senior Sex and Relationship Editor... Ali Drucker. Hi, Ali. Hi, Elisa. Great to be here. Great to have you here. Would you consider yourself an expert in porn, Ali? Oh, God. Well,
3: (laughs) I think I've really had a lot of experience covering it, watching it, writing about it, so as far as someone who has never actually performed in porn, I think I'm Close. Close <laughs> to close. expert level. As close not, as you can get. Yeah, not quite expert, but close enough.
2: Um, and speaking of people who have performed in porn, we are also joined by former porn star SK. Hi, SK. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming in. Um, I have so many questions for you, and um, a lot of them are based on a really great piece that you just wrote for Cosmopolitan.com that specifically focused on the moment of telling your parents about your career in porn. Um, so we will definitely have questions for you about that later. Um, and that was a great um, that was a great piece that we were excited to feature on the site. So really excited to have you both join us today. Um, and, you know, I think that porn is an interesting topic because it seems like it's taken a really long time for women to even be a part of the conversation. It felt like for a really long time, porn was something that was something men do, and maybe something that was even debatably dangerous, Um, whereas we all know that the truth of the matter is that a lot of women are watching porn, a lot of women enjoy porn, there's a lot of porn, thankfully, out there now that is, you know, created with a female viewer in mind. Um, And so, I guess, what do you guys think about, to kick things off, why do you think it's still so taboo, and even though we have reached this point where it's sort of like everyone knows everyone is doing it, why is it still difficult to
3: talk about? I mean, I think just like from a consumer standpoint, it really is rooted in our stigmatization of the naked body. I think our culture still has so much like fear and shame about being naked, which, you know, is a big part of porn in many cases. You know, we think about all the harassment that like breastfeeding mothers face, the through the nipple movement on Instagram. We still have a lot of qualms about seeing people being naked and sharing their nude form. So I think. That's certainly part of it, especially since this is like not just being naked, it's having sex with each other on screen.
1: Yeah, I think um, on one hand, people worry maybe about the performers, that um, maybe they're being forced into it or something, and that people who are then viewing it are supporting that sort of exploitation. And then on the other hand, the other reason why I think it gets a bad reputation is um, that maybe young men watch it and get ideas for what they think they should be doing in the bedroom or they think their girlfriends should be doing and it might not be the... it's kind of more aggressive maybe.
3: It's like the Um, worst thing ever. Thank (laughs)
2: goodness for Cosmo putting good sex information out into the world.
3: Am I right? (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, you have to boil down that it's for entertainment purposes. right? Like when you go see a play, if you go to the theater, the actors are gesticulating a lot more like flamboyantly aggressively they're talking a lot louder they're playing it up and they're exaggerating the features and it's the same in porn in a lot of cases you have to take it with a grain of salt that like yes the woman is having a more enthusiastic orgasm that like is probably not totally real in all cases, and you have to know you're, you know, consuming another form of media, consuming another form of entertainment.
2: Well, I don't disagree with you, Allie, but in some ways I think that's a bit of, it's almost like a highbrow reading of porn, (laughs) because I think a lot of people, and as Kay, to your point earlier, like men especially, do watch it as instructional. Especially, like, yeah. I actually have no intel about, like, when most people start watching porn, but I would imagine basically the minute you get a smartphone, which is, what, ten, (laughs)
3: these days. Yeah, it's fascinating. And porn companies are really well aware of that. Pornhub not long ago did like a survey for mobile users about which hand they hold their phone in and which (laughs) hand they're uh, doing other things with in order to like get better data to improve the mobile porn watching experience. So that's so interesting. What hand was it? Oh god, I don't remember the results. (laughs) I'll have to look it up. Like I don't know why I'm so interested in what hand. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna
2: I'm gonna Google that. Um, so do you guys and you probably have different experiences. Um, about this, SK, cause you were working in the porn industry, but how much do you guys talk about porn with your friends?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess I often like to jump in and give a little first-hand account. Um, I would say, personally, I don't really watch very much porn. Um, Before trying it myself, um, I hadn't even really watched much either. I'd kind of always, I don't know, I thought it was sort of a joke at first when I saw it, maybe because I saw it when I was like too young to really understand, or I wasn't that young, I was just maybe mentally immature or something. Right. I think I was in college. But it just looked like fun to me. Um, and I ha- had a hard time taking it seriously when I first started watching it. Um, but I would say, so I think really more than just telling my stories about um, my experience, I don't really talk about it much with my friends.
2: Allie, do you talk about it with your friends? I would imagine they consider you kind of like a resource.
3: (laughs) Occasionally, yeah. I definitely do get the texts like late at night. I think I have a UTI. What do I do? Right. So yeah, it's a little bit of a resource. Sex editor problem. (laughs) Uh, Totally. Yeah, we definitely talk about it a fair bit in terms of like what they're interested in. I mean, the consensus that... I have found is that my friends and I and like me especially I can't speak as much for my friends I like something with storyline and I think that's my thing I like to get invested in the characters and that might be true for some women maybe not all but it's definitely a trend I've noticed so when we talk about it we'll occasionally like, exchange sites there's a lot of like really great you know feminist porn on tumblr which is really fun to look at and we'll like exchange links and stuff like that in that effect
2: Um, Speaking of the idea of, like, women wanting a storyline, which, of course, you said isn't necessarily true for all women. But do you guys think there are differences? And we've touched on this a little already. But are there differences in how men and women watch porn?
3: I think when women watch porn, we're more attuned to detail. And I don't want to (laughs) generalize. Like, that's not for everybody. But I remember, like, so distinctly my friend telling me, like, yeah, you know, I was watching porn the other day. But then I noticed the guy had this, like, crazy penis piercing like a Prince Albert and I was just so distracted <laughs> I was like I you couldn't get that I it. could only think about this piercing so I couldn't like focus on anything else I couldn't focus and focus on like masturbating so I think like we notice the little things that can like either take us out of it or draw us into it more whereas like I haven't heard men broach that issue as much just in my experience
1: <laughs> um I know that one of my favorite parts of um, shooting porn was the little interview section before (laughs) the actual sex starts. Um, (laughs) I always thought that was kind of fun, but most guys that I would talk to, they'd be like, wait, what? I just skipped over the first at least (laughs) 10 minutes. Um, so they're really just waiting for that money shot, I think. Right.
2: They're like, we didn't watch the part where you were talking. Basically. Yeah, <laughs> they
1: skipped over it. But then I've had friends who are girls who are like, oh,
2: my God, that part was so funny. Like, I wonder if you actually watch it. That's really interesting, the different reactions you even hear from, like, women and men. Um, do you feel like, um, wait... Ali, you just said something that I wanted to also <laughs> jump in on. Um, something about, I'm like, can you just repeat everything that you said? Oh, something about men, oh, women hyper-focusing on details. Yeah. Um, And this is like, kind of SK going to your point as well. I remember, I actually feel like I've randomly brought this up on the podcast before, but a few weeks ago there was a random study that was saying that like men's, their vision is like the same, or sorry, it actually was nothing to do with men. It was about <laughs> seals and like the way that seals <laughs> see things. Maybe it was even dolphins. I have no idea what I'm talking about. But basically, this was like a big, dumb, viral story on the internet for like 24 hours. And it was like the real way that these like sea creatures see. And it was just like shadowy outlines. And I just always feel like that is like how men see everything.
3: Totally. It's just like an outline of a boob here and there. <laughs> exactly. And that's like, oh, nope, this is all I need. This works. Right. It's like what details. <laughs> it's just like shadowy outline. And it's true. Night. The, um,
1: you know, the camera men, they know the exact angles and so they'll get down there, and they'll kind of position you even in a certain way. What I mean, the, a,
3: as the girl in the scene. Yeah, like, what, what are the most popular angles? I'm dying to know. Good question. Um, pussy. Am I allowed <laughs> to
1: say that word? Sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's usually it. I mean, they often, they shoot the hardcore version, and then the softcore, usually. Oh. Um, and so the hardcore can have pink, or is supposed to, like that's really what it's focusing on. Right. Um, but the soft core, it can't show the actual penetration. Oh. So it's like you have to somehow hide it. Hide <laughs> it. Like hide the actual penetration. Strate- and the strategically vagina.
3: placed <laughs> hand or thigh here or there covering that up. Um, that's really
2: interesting. I wouldn't have even thought about the same scene in like two different levels of explicitness, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think it's for HBO or something. <laughs> right, right, right. You're like, I don't know, I don't know. Um, so one of the people that we wanted to bring into this conversation um, is sexual al- sexual compatibility expert Dr. Jessica O'Reilly. We're going to give her a call and ask her some questions about watching porn with a partner, um, if that's something you're interested in doing. Do you guys have feelings on that? Do you ever Have you ever watched with a partner?
1: Well, I mean, maybe it's a little sick and twisted, but I've had maybe guys who want to watch my my work (laughs) while also being with me in the flesh. Yeah, and that's always been kind of fun with fun for me. Yeah, Um, but to be quite honest, I think that's the only time. I mean, I've also I've met guys who like to just have it on in the background in general, just maybe while they're just hanging out, and then. Of course, while they're having sex, too.
2: Wait, SK, I think that's so actually interesting because I can't even stand to like listen to the podcast. <laughs> Not that this is really the same thing, but can't even stand to listen to them because I hate the sound of my voice. I can't imagine watching a video of myself having sex.
1: I mean, I think uh, my exhibitionist tendencies were part of what drew me to porn performance right. anyway. So it's sort of <laughs> it's part of the draw for me. It's part
2: of the draw. I like that.
1: I'll make a little reel of my favorite moment.
3: (laughs) Um, Allie, what about you? I have never watched porn with a partner. I feel like there are some things like on the sex editor checklist that I just haven't done to like earn my title yet. And that's one of them.
2: Well, you're young. I'm young. Well, that's perfect. (laughs) Dr. Jess can give you some tips on how to do that. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. So thanks so much for joining our podcast, Dr. Jessica. So um, I, you know, we are talking all about this subject today of women in porn, and there have been studies that show that almost half of couples watch porn together. So we sort of wanted to ask you about, you know, if this is something you're interested, you know, what are the benefits of this? How do you bring it up to your partner? Um, And, I guess, you know, we'll start there. Allie actually also confessed that she has never watched porn with a partner, but it's on her sex editor bucket list. I've got to do it. She's got to do it. So, um, you know, do you, is this something you recommend for couples? How can this benefit your sex life and how do you bring it up?
0: Absolutely. This is something I would recommend for couples because, you know, the, the data actually shows that couples who watch porn together have, report higher levels of sexual satisfaction. And it makes sense because. Porn gets you in the mood when you're not in the mood, when you're thinking about the kids, when you're thinking about the dishes. It's a distraction because you've just got this natural physiological response and the body gets in the mood and then sometimes the mind follows. Uh, Obviously, it also just injects some novelty and excitement and inspires you to try new things. So it's definitely something that I would recommend couples consider trying. Um, what I recommend in terms of you know how to bring it up to your partner, sometimes it's just best to start with sexier shows that have a little bit more live sex, like mm. Masters of Sex and Game of Thrones, mm. The Affair, pretty much anything on Netflix. <laughs> And, uh, um, yeah, I
2: think we know, just to jump in really quickly, I think we know yeah. that basically all of our readers are watching Game of Thrones. Yeah, my so boyfriend both. and
3: I watch Game of Thrones together, so I feel oh. like we're already one step in. Yeah,
2: Ali, you're halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, but that's great advice, starting with a sexy show to kind of ease your way in.
0: Yeah, see how you're feeling. So I guess, I mean, maybe this is too personal, but are, do you get turned on a little? Do you feel the tingle when you're watching Game of Thrones in the hot sex scene? Oh, totally. Amelia Clark. Jeez, <laughs> who, who doesn't get turned on by her? <laughs> so there you go. And, it, and so I think that's a good place to start. If you're brand new to watching porn together and you're kind of nervous about the way your partner will react, let them pick it. Let them do kind of the hunting. And, and this is the other thing. If you don't even know how to bring it up, um, the good news is that or maybe the bad news I don't know celebrity sex tapes are almost always in the news so you can kind of use the news item to bring it up to your partner
1: mm, that's
2: a great idea
1: make a topical yeah. <laughs> right like just happen
0: to see this on my Facebook exactly i mean you can use the netflix shows the game of thrones shows uh, and say like man there's a lot a lot of sex in this and it just starts the conversation and i mean you have to know porn use is the norm um people are people are watching porn and we're doing just fine it's not damaging our relationships and there are all these myths around porn use right we think it's people think it's addictive but neuroscience actually shows it's not they think it causes erectile dysfunction and the data says otherwise Uh, They think it teaches men to objectify women, and again, the research shows the opposite. So I think we, before you even begin to embrace it, you've got to get over some of the nonsense that we see out there.
2: Um, And a question sort of along those lines about nonsense that we were just sort of chatting about before we called you is that I think a lot of, you know, I don't think it's fair to say that all men watch different kinds of porn than all women. Like, of course, we wouldn't generalize to that extent. but. I think it's probably safe to say that there is some differences in the kind of porn men and women watch and how, how would you sort of navigate that in terms of like choosing something to watch together? And I think even like sort of bringing up like, you know, people's porn preferences are very personal and even in a loving and trusting relationship, I could imagine for some people that might be difficult to talk about.
0: Yeah, and I think it's okay if you're into two different types of porn. It doesn't mean that you're incompatible or anything like that. And maybe you just need to take turns. And it's it's kind of like food, right? If I'm in the mood for pizza and my partner's in the mood for sushi, um, one of us is just going to have to hold off on sushi until tomorrow. And we'll just switch that up a little bit. So I, I think it's okay. I know that uh, many women that are newer to porn say they like movies with like a storyline and a high production value. Allie and literally just said that. I know. I like a story. What can I say? I get invested in characters. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I don't think your partner, let's say your partner is used to watching kind of just short clips. Mm-hmm. I, I know my partner, um, he just watches whatever's on the page. Yeah. It's like, utilitarian. This is, this is, yeah, like this is a means. To an end for him um, and that's why watching porn with your partner and watching it alone can be a little bit different because usually when you're masturbating and watching porn it's it's not always but it's often a race to the finish right mm-hmm. um, so you watch shorter clips you don't care about the dialogue you don't care about the production value but when you're with your partner you're probably going to watch a broader variety of porn because you want to like prolong the experience. You want to use it so that you enjoy it together. Maybe you want to go multiple rounds, and that's why, Allie, if you're into the like the storyline, I think there's one called Pirates you can check out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it has a storyline, but it also has these hot sex scenes. So you can have sex and you know get all worked up, and then you watch a little bit of the movie, and it goes back to you know the plot development, and then you can go multiple rounds because there's more sex to come. <laughs>
2: Sometimes we hear from readers who are concerned about how much porn their boyfriend is watching and, you know, this sort of feeling like I'm in a relationship, we have a sexy health life, why is he still doing that? Can you speak mm-hmm. to, you know, why that maybe shouldn't be a concern or if it ever reaches a point where it should be concerning?
0: In most cases, I don't think it's a, it shouldn't be. Sorry. In most cases, it shouldn't be a concern. Um, the partner who has higher sex drives will likely watch more porn because they masturbate more often and that's how you have to think about it you know when i was growing up we didn't really have access to porn so people had to do it themselves without it but this generation ultimately they've grown up with it so most people so many people are masturbating to porn. Um, I wouldn't be worried about watching porn separately from your partner. Um, I think in terms of how much to consume, I really say watch as much as you like, as long as it doesn't interfere with your daily life. So if you can't get to work because you're watching porn, then it's a problem. But <laughs> You've it, gone it, too it depends- far. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You lost your job. But and you often hear like, about you know, porn addiction, and I think we start to label it that when porn is not the problem. It's just a symptom of another problem. So maybe you are feeling insecure. Maybe you guys aren't communicating with one another. Maybe you're not prioritizing sex, right? Because sex with a partner often takes a little bit more effort, right? You have to shower. <laughs> you have to like, set the mood, that stuff. Whereas by yourself, you can just you can take a bite of pizza in between. So I've got a thing for pizza today. I don't know what it is. Yeah,
2: but I know <laughs> what you mean when you put it that way. It's like watching eating pizza versus taking a shower. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, if you're someone that doesn't watch a lot of porn, should you have any concern about like doing it with a partner? Like, do you think it's something that it's better to sort of like try out on your own before you're doing it in the context of a relationship, or do you think that doesn't really matter? There are no rules.
0: I like the idea of trying everything by yourself once before you try it with a partner. Everything, unless you actually need a partner to perform. This, <laughs> I but yeah, I, I do think it would be good if you've never even seen porn. If you're in that tiny percentage who report they've never seen porn, or maybe you're lying, check something <laughs> out. Like just go to a free tube site. You know what else I'm seeing? This is so interesting to me. With couples, uh, they watch. You know, they have a genre of porn created with straight couples in mind, and you can find you know like a good Vibrations After Dark, but. Uh, I'm seeing more couples turning to the cam sites now, which isn't necessarily porn, but it's interactive and it's more of a two-way street and there's a different connection with a live person. So that's another place to consider exploring. Hmm. Why do you think And that, again... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I think that's something you want to do on your own first as well to see if you're comfortable with it.
2: Mm-hmm. Why do you think that's become more popular? Just because there's better technology and there's more people that are broadcasting? and
0: it's unproduced. Yeah, There's no predicting what's going to happen yet next. They might sit there clipping their nails or they might grab an object and insert it into various holes. So you are, it's kind of like a choose your own adventure. Right. <laughs> a Of because you're creating it. And as you bid or give tokens or pay, they do more and more. So it's just, it's a fascinating experience. Even if it's not something that turns you on, I think it's really interesting to check out.
2: Yeah. Right. Um SK I know um, right before we jumped up, jumped on the phone with Dr. Jess, you said that you would sometimes watch porn that you had made with people that you were in a relationship with. Um did you ever hear from couples that I'm just curious. Did you ever hear from couples that were like we saw you, we watched this together?
1: Well, it's interesting. I actually I don't think I really heard from couples who'd who'd seen my porn, but I did some webcamming too. And I think that is was fun for couples. I would sometimes be um, you don't see them when you're on cam, but they can interact with you via I am or whatever. And And so so, they'd be like, "We're a
2: couple on a date."
1: Yeah, and you know, it could just be one little one random guy, maybe saying that he's part of a couple. That could be as much as part of the fantasy for him (laughs) as I was. But I think it was cool because they could be like, "Show us your feet," and then you could show them. Be like, "Put on stockings and dance to Madonna." Like they had, you could pick truly
2: choose your own adventure.
1: And I had a lot of props and costumes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Um, So Dr. Jess, any other recommendations before we have to let you go about people that are curious about watching porn with a partner?
0: Well, I really think that, um, first of all, everybody should feel comfortable watching porn. I mean, if uh, you don't have to ask your partner's permission to watch it on your own, because that's a question I get a lot. Well, my, I don't want my partner watching porn. If you don't want your partner watching porn and your partner wants to watch porn, you're not sexually compatible. That's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. But really, I think see it as just one more thing to add to your sexual repertoire. And it doesn't mean that you need to do it all the time. And here's the other really important point. You actually might not like it. Right, so just do what feels good for you, and that's the bottom line in every sexual relationship.
2: If you watch partner with your, <laughs> if you watch porn with your partner and you don't enjoy it, you know what do you say?
0: oh, you think, I think it's as simple as that. Uh, that wasn't really for me. You know, go in the next room and do that. <laughs> right. Do
2: that Do that on your own time. Call me when Game exactly. of Thrones is on.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> Call me when Game of Thrones is on. Thank you so much, Dr. Jessica. I really appreciate it. Um, where is the best place for people to follow you on Twitter, Instagram, anything like that? I'm everywhere at Sex with Dr. Jess. Sex with Dr. Jess. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. too. Bye. Bye-bye. She was wonderful. Yeah. I learned so much. (laughs) I have so many ideas of things to try.
1: (laughs) She was great. I liked how positive she was.
2: Yeah. Yeah. She was great. Um, So, SK, I wanted to talk, we mentioned at the very beginning of the story that you wrote this article specifically about um, your experience doing porn and specifically about telling your parents about it. And It was a really interesting piece. Um, I think my favorite moment is actually not the moment you told your mom, but what your mom said the moment she found (laughs) out. Do you want to tell that story? Oh yeah, so I guess a
1: woman from from my town, which is a very kind of preppy um, small town, small attitude. town, <laughs> you know, very h- more wholesome maybe, and maybe there's some women who um, have a lot of time on their hands, w- want some juice, uh, competitive <laughs> with their how their kids are doing compared to other kids, um, the gossip mill. So I think um, one particular woman really may have gotten a lot of pleasure from being the one to bear the news to my mother and I would have hated that so I was so happy when um, when she called and she said do you, do you realize your daughter's doing porn and my mom I don't think she really knew the full extent of what I was doing at the time she's like why yes Yes, I did. (laughs) Goodbye now. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.
2: I love that. I love that. Like, she didn't totally know, but she just immediately had your back and was like, I did know. Goodbye. Didn't miss a beat. Props
3: to your mom. That's amazing. I know. I
1: really,
2: really gained respect for both of my parents and
1: in their reactions, really. Yeah. Um, Because I just thought they were so level-headed and um, able to realize that, you know, getting mad at me would probably not help the situation um, and that just trying to understand and making sure I was safe was
2: really what was most important. And so how, what made you decide to get into porn?
1: Well, as I said, I I actually, I started with the um, nude webcamming from my dorm room in my um, New England liberal arts college (laughs) (laughs) and, um, you know, that, that was really all I could do
2: remotely. Um, and you had said but, you sort <laughs> of were always a bit of an exhibitionist. So it sounds like it was just something that like appealed to you and felt fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, I always had this kind of, you know, kind of a quieter exterior. But I always had a little sex fix and waiting to be unleashed. <laughs> and porn really did just that for me. Um, so with, with the webcam, for me, it was like I was, could choose my own adventure, too. Like I could have my own little little TV show <laughs> with like my little fans because people, they get obsessed. Um, You know, you get your regulars and you develop this fan base and you really They worship you and you really start to feel pretty great about it. So I had looked into other um, avenues for doing porn from the East Coast, but really LA was the place
2: um. So you, it makes sense to me that maybe you always, like you said, had this sort of sex fixin streak and, you know, were sort of turned on by the idea of being a bit of an exhibitionist and liked performing. And so it sounds like once you started doing, you know, the live cam and you built up this audience, like I could see how that would be really kind of addictive. You have this fan base. So was that sort of what made you feel like I want to take the next level and like what would it be like to do this more professionally? Well, I... I think I was more of a recluse um,
1: when I was in college. So I was amazed that I found this way to make money without leaving the house, without um, interacting, having any human interaction, like flesh to flesh, I guess. (laughs) Um, You don't even have to get dressed, of course. I mean, um, so that was kind of exciting for me. But then, you know, I became a little more social, maybe. um, And when I moved to L.A., it actually wasn't for, for the purpose of porn. I was a little bit aimless, a little bit just sort of open-minded, ready to try whatever. I tried a little comedy, improv, you know. Um, But I still had time on my hands. So I I remember I was sitting in Sizzler with some of my friends um, from improv class. And one girl was talking about an audition. She went on and the producer asked her to take off her shirt or something. And she's like, oops, this wasn't what I was expecting. But that reminded me, like, wait a minute, I'm in LA. I should do porn, <laughs> so I <laughs> drove back to um, my apartment and researched the various um, top agencies in the San Fernando Valley. So did you
2: literally Google, like, porn agency?
1: Yeah, I Googled top porn agencies LA. <laughs> well, I'm you know, i got to start at the top. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, you know, I found a couple ones that looked really good. I mean, I did my research, and um, one particular one that was owned by a former porn star herself um, and so they wanted me, or they wanted, send. A f- they said send a few nudes, um, you know, front, back, and side. I took some selfies in the mirror, um, headshots, if you will, <laughs> and sent them over. And then, yeah, the next day, um, they called me in for an interview. And so I drove out, it was just like a 20 minute drive to Woodland Hills and um, met with them in their agency. Um, and the, owner, Shy Love was her name, Mm -hmm. Um, she, well, first she was like, okay, get naked, and I was like, oh, okay, (laughs) and she's like, you have, like, five different shades of skin tone. Uh, um, My tan was quite uneven at the time. (laughs) I I was like, I'm sorry, like, I'm from Boston, like, I don't know, I haven't really been, like, tanning that much. She's like, okay, well, you need to get a tan, like, I want you three shades darker, so she, then she told me which tanning place to go to. And then she's like, in your hair needs some work. Like, here, go to my girl, Joey. Like, she'll, so she, like, called and booked me an appointment. And then we went through um, all the different porn
2: scenarios. How did you, when she was sort of, um, you know, saying those things to you, how did you feel? Like, did it feel critical and, like, you were a little offended? Or did it kind of feel, like, exciting? Like, ooh, I'm getting into character.
1: Well, she was like, you're very raw. <laughs> that was kind of the first thing oh. she said. She's like, perhaps one of the rawest that I've seen. But that was actually part of my appeal, I think, that I was, you know, all natural. And Mm -hmm. um, I even found a little niche for myself in Amish porn, which they really, (laughs) (laughs) they really liked the whole natural (laughs) My (laughs) God, That's going to be the next story we work on. Um, Really fun. And so no, I mean, I was just open to anything. I just wanted to dive in. I was going to, Jump into this role, like and I wanted a makeover. Like I wanted. Yeah, to, it
2: was like the makeover sequence in any movie. Exactly. <laughs> um, I think it's really interesting, though, that you mentioned earlier that you, before you started doing porn, didn't actually watch a lot of porn.
1: It's true. I mean, my um, preferences are maybe a little bit obscure. Um, so I'm definitely one of those people with a fetish. It's so porn doesn't always cater, like I have to specifically search out um, fi- you know, things that I would most desire for my arousal. <laughs> um, so I hadn't really watched very much and most of my best friends in college, they've been gay guys, so they kind of showed me some gay porn and it, it was always kind of with this sort of fun, like wait a minute, like this world exists? Like it was like this fun curiosity rather than
2: for my own, masturbatory pleasure. hmm Yeah. hmm So, taking back to this moment, she's booking you a hair appointment. She's telling you to get a tan. What kind of happened, like, after that? Well, so then
1: she's like, okay, like, have you had sex with a lot of people? Like, she just wanted to know, like, how, comfor- how comfortable I was. And she's like, why do you want to do this? Like, obviously, besides, like, for the money and fame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, well, you know, I'm just, you know, I, I didn't really have a good reason. I'm just trying it. <laughs> but then we went through um, the different porn scenarios and just a whole checklist of what I was willing to do and where I drew the line. So, and also it's um, like there were certain things she didn't want me to add or to my list right away to my repertoire like anal or something. Like you really want to start off in masturbation, solo masturbation, girl, girl as long as you can. You kind of make your rounds. It's really a business model mm-hmm. um, because once you shoot with one production company, um, it's all about novelty. So that's why they get so excited when new girls show up. Um, but you really want to maximize your potential. So you sort of make your rounds in each genre, but it's like if you do anal first, then it's like, oh, well, she's already done that. Like.
2: what next? Yeah. Yeah. And was this advice that they were, this was like her guidance for you essentially? Yeah, I mean she was
1: smart and savvy and Mm -hmm. she was a businesswoman herself. And also, I mean I wasn't, it wasn't like I was desperate for money. Mm -hmm. So there was no need for me to do anything that I didn't feel like doing. Like I was really there to have a good time and I really thought of porn, it was more of a passion project for me which Mm -hmm. I don't know if anyone else would ever say that type of thing. But so I really only did as much of it as I thought would be fun. And at the beginning, I did get really excited and really into it, which was great because I was getting a whole lot of work at the beginning as a new girl. And um, she took me, or um, my agent, she brought me around with some of her other new girls. Like we'd go to, the, it was called Go I guess like models. <laughs> but we'd go to the different production companies around the valley and you know, you just, you dress up really cute and like wear high heels and you get naked for them and like turn around and they book you. Um, to shoot a scene and um, it's it's really exciting and I guess I knew you know it's like you're signing up to do porn like you have to expect that you're gonna be getting naked like yeah. people are going to be looking at you mm-hmm. in a sexual way <laughs> so I think as long as you know what you're signing up for but I don't know if everyone sort of has the luxury I had where it's not like I like my rent was due or like
2: right yeah. um, And I know that you said that you felt a real, first of all, like, a real sense of professionalism, you know, in basically all your experiences in the industry and also a sense of, like, camaraderie. Can you talk about that a little? Because I think, you know, when you're talking about, like, going to a go-see and stripping down, and, you know, I think that for a lot of people it could seem like, oh, did this make you feel uncomfortable? Were people leering at you?
1: I think I... I mean, I was living by myself at the time and I had these sliding closet mirror doors and I just started, I would put on heels in my apartment and I was just like, I really just think I look delicious naked. <laughs> and uh. so I kind of wanted to show people and it's like, I had my even tan by this point. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, you know, I got a labiaplasty. You labia-plast- didn't get that tan for <laughs> Oh, sorry. I'm cutting you oh, off sorry. right as you're about to say
2: labiaplasty. <laughs> oh yeah, I got a
1: labiaplasty and so I wanted to show that off. and. I, so I was really into that whole thing, um, but what was I going to say? Um, wait, Yeah, what, just asking, the
2: um, you talked a little in the article about feeling like overall oh, your feelings yeah. were very yeah. professional and there was a sense of camaraderie.
1: So when you show up to shoot a scene, um, you're going to be getting, obviously, extremely intimate with this person. <laughs> so you really just start hitting it off right away it's like they're the guy is courting you immediately and just flirting with you like imagine like like most of them are very attractive and they're just treating you like this goddess and um like you're that just the sexiest most beautiful thing ever and so you really develop a, an immediate friendship and everyone was just so friendly which I loved because like you want to be friendly you want this fun it was always like a fun atmosphere like I always felt euphoric after these shoots and the other girls too I thought were lovely like most people really just loved having sex Mm -hmm. and um and so they were usually happy to be there I think they seemed like it Mm -hmm. that's
3: good that's like the kind of relationship you want to cultivate with a partner like I think it's in everybody's best interest to like have some small talk flirt a little bit beforehand otherwise like yeah, it's always
1: hard to know sort of where to draw the line because it's like, okay, we're flirting, we're getting comfortable, like, for the scene. That doesn't mean we're going to have sex, like, off camera you're not or, like, getting, getting right. my number. Right, which I made that mistake maybe at the beginning. Right. Because they're like, oh, you're more like a girl next door type. Like, you're a little, I don't know, like, you're the type I would want for my girlfriend or something. Right, right. So um, I'd be like, oh, yeah, like, you seem nice. Here's my number. But then I realized they would want, they'd want to practice outside of – <laughs> the shoot. Uh, like, it's like, no, I don't think I need to practice, yeah. like, having sex.
2: Right. <laughs> I think I have it a lot. Yeah, I, I got know it, how it works. down. <laughs> I got it down. Um, why did you ultimately decide to leave?
1: Well, so it was a two-year contract, um, and at the beginning, I was shooting all the time and really having fun. Like, I just really got wrapped up in the whole thing, and, um, it was like it was just very thrilling to me and exciting, and especially coming from this town where <laughs> truly no one <laughs> um, does this no type one has of sex. <laughs> well, they probably have <laughs> sex, but like no child would go and become a porn star. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, maybe they do more often, and they just don't talk about it. But it's like really thought of as a nightmare, the parental nightmare, as I say in my mm-hmm. um, in my article. <clears throat> Because, you know, I went to, I was very highly educated, and it's like, it it would seem as though I'm, like, throwing everything away. Um, But maybe that made it kind of exciting for me, because it was, like, this naughty world that I was exploring that other people maybe weren't really getting to explore, but that everyone's curious about and wants to know about and finds interesting. So, I mean, I was 20, so I did it from age 23 to, I guess, ultimately 25 when I stopped. But even, it was mostly really the first couple months when I started. And then I kind of got a little bit like, like any time it started to feel like work, I was like, mm. like if I was shooting two scenes like back to back, like right. a, one day after the other, like then it would start to feel like work and then it was less fun for me. So it was like I would only do it as much as I felt like it was fun for me. Um, and, you know, it was, it was, like I say in my article, it was never... Um, supposed to, it was never something I'm like okay this is my true life calling. Mm -hmm. Um, Like it was perfect for that exact period of my life when I was just trying new things Mm -hmm. and I mean this porn, it's a huge part of our culture and the world we live in and I'm the type I like to try, I like to try these different things and um, that's really how I sort of learn and investigate (laughs) kind of and just by trying things and so it was kind of like okay I shot a bunch of boy-girl scenes. I'd done, you know, f- four girl scene, like, you know, the dare dorm. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'd done Amish porn, of course, and foot fetish and uh, other belly-licking fetish. So um, list is endless. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know, I've really tried a lot of these different things, and I feel like I've I'm fulfilled. Yeah. Um, like, all right, next time now on to the next thing. Like I wasn't gonna renew my contract. Yeah. So I really just yeah. kind of got not so much bored, but just was like, All right, I did this yeah. and I had a great experience and yeah. I feel very lucky and um I have enough, you know, I can tell the folks back home. Um, they'd already found out by that point of course. <laughs> <Right>. But <laughs> um yeah it just i felt like i could you know check that off the list
2: yeah and we started off this episode talking about you know why is porn still a taboo topic um you i can't imagine even though you had such a great experience telling your parents i can't imagine that you don't hear some negative reactions from people that know you or people that are just surprised do you feel like can you talk a little bit about that and like has that sort of made you care more about the cause of this sort of taboo around it?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, mostly I would hear, when I was in porn, um, I would talk to maybe other girls and they would say you know, how their family disowned them and they don't talk to their family anymore. Mm -hmm. And um, I just felt like that was very sad. Um, I think people, they just hear porn and they're automatically like, oh, that's a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas I think, for me, um, if people know other things about me beforehand, then it's like, oh, that's another interesting thing about
2: mm-hmm. about SK. A <laughs> um, moment in your life. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, but and also, I mean, because I'm I'm now doing writing and working on a memoir, <laughs> um, and I've I think writing is very. A kind of a form of redemption. That was sort of how I first got into it, because mm. I'm like, okay. And even in my um, piece, when I talk about doing the stand-up comedy, it's like, I always felt like if I could turn it into something, like turn this thing that people look down upon into a reason why someone would maybe even want to respect me, like that would really be a cool thing to do. Right. Um. Just because it's like the... I come from this sort of traditional background and then doing this extremely taboo thing. It's like this interesting mix and maybe I get away with it more because like people don't look at me and automatically think porn star like I, as as Shiloh said, I'm very raw. <laughs> and, and I, still, I still maintain that rawness. Um, so that, you know, I always say face of a nun, soul of a creature. <laughs> but, but, so I think I get away and kind of have been lurking like on the down low. Um, so. It's just a matter of timing, really, when I decide to slip it into conversation. And and it, I should not say it first. Like, you know, I say other things.
3: Like, yeah. oh, I majored in Chinese, or like something else. Right. So you find the best way to combat stigma is like helping people get to know you first, so it just becomes like a puzzle piece of your personality rather than like a defining characteristic.
1: Yes, however, I have found with guys, if it's the first thing I yeah. say, and even if it's maybe even the fifth or tenth thing I tell them about myself, <laughs> Um it becomes all they can focus on right and they automatically like once a guy starts picturing a girl in a sexual situation, I think it's hard for him to then get out of that mindset and see her more like in the wholesome like girlfriend type right you know, whole person like he then thinks like, oh, this girl must love sex like I'm gonna have sex with her tonight right I'm like no, like a sex from like, And porn, like, that's very different from just wanting to have, you know, you get paid a a lot of money. Right, that was a job. (laughs) I liked doing it for a lot of money and for the porn thing, but, you know, not just, like, randomly, random hookups.
2: Do you make a point to not tell people, you know, men that you're dating right away?
1: I definitely don't tell them until I truly
2: believe that they would
1: appreciate it. Because a lot of times, like, guys really appreciate it. Like, if you can get them to a certain point, um, where they would never expect it <laughs> then they love it the most <laughs> and then they want to watch it and then they just get they really get obsessed.
2: What is the most common thing that men ask you about it? Hmm,
1: Good question. That um, they ask me about it. I mean they <laughs> usually don't have any questions. So uh, they're like great! <laughs> great. Um, but I guess...
2: Like can I watch it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would
1: say like can I watch, can we Can we watch it while, like, I have sex with you? Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's really cool for guys because they're like, whoa, I've never met a porn star before. Yeah. Um, Like, it's really, it can make their life. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) it can make their life that's amazing um so to wrap up the episode we have a few porn confessions that readers sent in i'm just going to play one of these really quick i have not heard these so i don't know what to expect Mm -hmm. but um this one is about pirate porn and since that came up on our phone call that was
3: recommended to me exactly pirates is a
1: very excellent film i'm dying to watch it now
2: okay so (laughs)
1: high budget we'll see what this
2: reader has to say
1: My Cosmo confession is the first time I ever watched porn was with my long-term boyfriend who was a little too obsessed with it to the point where we were watching Pirates, this two-hour-long porno movie, and he fast-forwarded just to the sex parts, and he liked it so much, I was so turned off by him, and we ended up breaking up.
3: Oh, (laughs) Oh, no, maybe I don't want to watch this movie with my boyfriend.
2: (laughs) That's hilarious. Um, And we have one more Cosmo confession in here from a reader talking about gay porn.
0: So my Cosmo confession is even though I identify as a lesbian, sometimes the only thing I can get off to is watching gay porn.
2: Oh, that was actually the whole confession. You guys, these are just, like, coming into my voicemail. I don't know. Um, I actually think that's really common. Yeah. Allie, you've talked a lot about th- you've You guys have covered that on the site a lot, that a lot of women like to watch gay porn.
3: Yeah, we have a really great feature um, about why women love gay porn. I think, like, some of it is as simple as, like, one man is great, two men are better. Yeah. <laughs> Double the fun. <laughs>
2: Well, thank you guys all so much for joining us today and talking about this taboo topic. Um, Everyone should check out SK's story on the site. The title is How I Told My Father I Did Porn. Um, It's a really great read. I can't wait for your memoir. Thank you so
1: much. Sugar Baby, a memoir coming to a bookstore near you. Can't wait.
2: Um, Do you know when? I don't know what. You don't know what. <laughs> okay. We'll come Keep back on subject. and talk about it when yes. that happens. <laughs> um, and, Ali, what is the best place for people to follow you, tweet you, um,
3: ask you about things they want to see Cosmo write about? Totally. You can get me at, at Allie, Ali, A L I underscore Drucker, D R U C K E R. And
2: I also want to mention that Ali has an amazing team at Cosmopolitan.com. They put up a million articles every day in our (laughs) sex and relationships vertical, which is obviously the most important Cosmo vertical.
3: Oh, totally. Um,
2: And in Ali's section, there are a ton of resources if you're interested in finding ethical, female-friendly porn, Mm -hmm. um, ideas of things to watch, um, a ton of things on Cosmopolitan.com. So check it out. Please do. Please do. And as always, I'm Adelisa Benson. You guys can follow me on Twitter, Instagram. Let me know what you want to see us talk about on the podcast podcast next. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Please share, rate, like, do all the things you do with the podcast. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye.